there's a quote inside of there that I am madly in love with. And it's Alex, and he says, I've been prepping for the presentation for two weeks, all day, every day. I will not be the person who did not prepare, and I will do that work out of respect for everyone else's attention. I love that so much because that's achievable for all of us. All of us can be the person who prepares the most. Most of us will not be the person who's the most talented. All of us have the opportunity to step up and prepare the most. How are entrepreneurs like us daring bravely to build a stage, ditch the sweatpants, and step up to the mic? How do we create our own transformative events? so we can get our message out into the world in a bigger way that's not only profitable, but it's actually something we can be proud of. That's the question. And the answers are inside this podcast. My name is Sarah Pfeiffer. Welcome to Green Room Central. Alex Hermosi's $100 million leads book launch event was pretty epic. Yes? I am going to do a full review today of that event and point out some bits of magic that I noticed while watching from my home office on YouTube, just like hundreds of thousands of others. This is going to be so fun. I thought we would talk about why it was so engaging, about why it was a full house, about why the offer crushed, about his preparation, and about what he was afraid of in putting on this event. So stick with me. This is going to be a fun, fun conversation today. First thing, let's get into why it was engaging. So I'm going to point out a few of the things that I noticed that made this something that just kept my eyes glued to the screen. He did an amazing job at keeping the crowd engaged. And a few things I noticed. First, the slide deck was amazing. It was so simple. It was made in a way that made it look like anybody could do it, right? And every slide had just kind of one idea on it. And that allowed for frequent slide changes. And the slides, as they were changed often, the other cool thing was that they had different bits of graphics on them, different styles that was really engaging. So first it was photos and then it was icons and then it was charts and graphs and hand-drawn sketches. And that switching it up, as I like to call it, (laughs) really keeps a crowd engaged because they don't know what's going to come up next. And I loved that piece. And as I was watching it back today in preparation for this conversation with you, I noticed how much my eyes stayed glued to the screen because I was wondering, well, what's coming up next? And on that point, I want to notice something that their event producers did, which I loved, which was always keep not only the slide deck, but also his face on the screen. It's really important in a virtual event to make connection with the audience and to be able to have the audience see the whites of the eyes of the person who's presenting. And sometimes an error is made when the slide deck goes up and they just take off the 
the human (laughs) and it takes the humanity out of it and we disconnect. And by keeping both Alex and the slide deck on screen at all times, it really kept us connected to him. So I love that. And I want to make sure that you talk to your executive producer at your next event. Say, hey, <laughs> let's be intentional about the camera angles and knowing when you're going to have me on screen when you're not. Because I know there are some times maybe you're going to do a meditation and you want to have the screen kind of nice and clean and just have the audio and you don't want anything distracting for people to look at. There are situations where it's okay to remove the the host or the presenter, but in this scenario, it worked fabulous to keep us engaged and connected by having Alex on the screen at the same time as the slides. Another thing I noticed was there was a visual behind him occasionally in the the studio that they were using that had a vertical screen running of the chat. Made it really easy for not only the presenter to see the chat and engage and call people by name uh, when he saw something that they said or was noticing that they gave a thumbs up, but it also allowed us as the viewer, especially if you're gonna stream on YouTube, like was it the case in this scenario? So if someone isn't in the Zoom and able to see the chat, it allows us to have that social proof that there are other people on this event and they are engaging. And so maybe that's something I should do too. Yeah. So I love that. And also love that Alex cued those engaging moments. So if you rewatch it, you'll see like, okay, raise your hand if, drop a thumb in the chat if, put the thumbs up on, on the Zoom icon if this applies to you. And those moments when the host asks people to like raise their hand and say, is this you or is this not you, is just one more moment where us as the person at home watching is being nudged to pay attention. Hey, this is a moment where you're supposed to do something. Wake up, pay attention, like, like shift your focus back to where you're supposed to be, which is inside of this virtual event. So it's so helpful. And he did that masterfully. I loved it. Another piece while we're kind of on that social proof concept is doing the zoom in around theater concept. So We'll get into it more later, but he rented a space that had the background that could be have the, the Zoom grid placed on it. And there, the benefit to doing that is it gives this illusion, this visual reminder that there are other people there too. And that social proof of seeing that I'm not alone in this. There's other people who want to learn this too that are still figuring it out. And there's other people that are like eyes glued to the screen engaged. I want to I want to fit in and seeing that visual does help with that engagement. There's lots of ways to use a 360 degree round theater and my assumption is that he selected that mode of having it as the zoom grid as a way to 
this is my guess, to amp up that social proof piece of, yeah, hey, there's a lot of people doing this too, and you're going to want to stick around for it. So we've talked about in this whole umbrella of why was it so engaging? Why didn't we want to tear our eyes away from the screen? And we talked about the frequent slide changes. We talked about social proof and the chat and asking people, cueing people to engage. We talked about the different mediums used on the slides. And I think another thing I would say that was helpful was props. So it was really useful to see, to, to have, there was a table there on stage with some items and us in the audience, we know that there's a table with items, but we don't know what the items are. And it isn't until the host, Alex, picks them up and shows them that then we know. And so it does keep our curiosity peaked because we're wondering, well, what is it? And am I going to get to see what that is? And I, I want to, so I'm going to stick around. And, and then, of course, once it's picked up and being shown, well, that's another moment where the, the home audience in a virtual event is then cued to kind of sit up a little bit more on the edge of their seat and, like, lean in and look, hey, what, what is it? <laughs> what, what's he showing off? And... That the more moments like that where you can just keep switching it up and inviting guests to lean in, the better. And having props is a pro team way of doing it. And I think he kind of nailed the balance because sometimes props can be used in a way that's distracting, where it's it's difficult to to show off the prop, and so it takes time it kind of like disconnects the audience while the person the host is getting the prop ready to show or maybe it's hard to, to hold or and of the the types of things he selected a book a, a, a few different like a manuscript very easy to hold up and show and didn't distract in any way from the message and so I do urge you if you want to use props, and I encourage you to do so, that you keep it simple and have practiced too. <laughs> what what's it going to be like to to pick up and show off the thing? I know that sounds so silly, but yeah, you, you don't want to be embarrassed because you wanted to like you know pick up the book and flip it open to this flashy cool graph and then be standing there like flipping through <laughs> nervously going, oh, sh shoot, which page was that? And that can be avoided if you do a rehearsal and then you realize, oh, yeah, I'm going to want to flip to this specific page when I flip it around and show it off. So I'm going to have a, a subtle bookmark post-it note stuck there so that it's really easy for me to do the show and tell. <laughs> so... Those are all of the reasons why, like the little bits of magic that I noticed why it was engaging. A big piece of that is preparation. We're going to get to that later. But that's all, that's a whole bunch of the little magical moments I noticed that kept the event engaging and that I loved. Next, let's talk about why it was a full house. <laughs> I think this is what 
makes this event so memorable and so epic and so, gosh, what's the word? Like, kind of will go down in history because of how many people were there and then how it happened. And that's the meta piece of this is that the book is that he was launching with this event was all about how to drive more leads. And in the book, he talks about all the different ways to get more leads. And he used, this is the magic, all of those different avenues in order to get leads for the event and did it at scale to really show off what's possible. And that is why there were more than 500,000 registrants for this book launch event. How many of us would want that? (laughs) I can't think of anybody who would want to say no. So it was truly meta and him practicing what he preaches and using all of the different things, whether it be warm outreach or cold outreach or affiliates or paid ads or organic content, so many different ways that all drove leads. And when you look at the breakdown of the numbers, it's like, yeah, all of those things had a pretty decent sized chunk of the pie of the 500,000. And they all helped make that top line number possible. And so I, what I would want to take have you take away from that is that a go read the book because it's phenomenal and b is that it's it's not just one way that your event is going to be filled right and that's why i built that guide 107 ways to filling events and i think that people who read it notice, yeah, there are just so many different ways. And we do have to do what Alex did and make a plan and work the plan. And it's, it was so cool. There's a slide in the presentation that shows the different organic content pieces and channels that content was put on to, to uh, talk about the event. And what I noticed was that he said this wasn't in, instead of, in lieu of, the regular organic content that we always put out on these channels. It was in addition to. And he said that's what people get wrong often when they build their marketing plan to launch a thing is that they think it's instead of. Like, so, okay, so now we're going to stop doing that content. We're going to do only launch content. And I think because there was such a significant amount of attention paid to every different avenue to show us what's possible. I think it, I can't, what I came away from that with was I, I want everyone to have read this book before launching their next event so that they get the, the same energy and excitement that I have on a regular basis that and belief that what you want is possible like the size of event that you want it's possible it just needs intention like Alex showed during the launch of this event and doing 
multiple channels and doing them with excellence. So that's my little soapbox on why it was a full house. And again, go grab a copy of the book and read it. And there's even a free accompanying course. So, and it's hugely inspiring. And yeah, go get it. The next thing I want to talk about is why the offer crushed. So by now, everyone knows the offer was for $0. And that was the coolest part. And it still had all of us on the edge of our seats, not knowing how it was going to play out and all of us deciding, okay, at what point were we in? At what point did we have our credit cards out ready to buy that massive stack that he put together. And I think everyone who was watching had a number like, okay, yep, now I'm, I'm in. And, and then it was free. But what I liked about the offer was how clear it was, how it follows the model that we've all been touched taught, but it followed to a T it had proof built in, obviously, in how meta it was to have filled the event using the tactics from inside the book, but lots of results like sprinkled throughout the offer. The stack was magical and repeated so that we knew throughout the entire offer pitch what was going to be included and why it was important for us, like why that piece was going to be so key to getting results. And I, I want to underline that, that I think the, the piece about how it's, what's in it for them. I think that that it's easy to miss that piece in the offer. And he definitely did not. <laughs> And I think that's one of the reasons why the offer crushed. The other thing was the energy. You could tell that Alex had put his heart and soul into what he was putting up for offer and knew that it was the best that he could have done and believed in it and was just like, energetic and joy, like energetically joyful and excited and passionate about it. And that it came through. And I want to make sure that that point lands for you. It, it is so important to bring the energy to the room that you want your guests to experience because your guests are going to raise and level, lower their, their energy levels based on your lead. And so Alex definitely stepped into a leadership role as it relates to energy and managing the energy in the room with his like, really positive belief-based energy around this offer. The other thing was simple language. There's no words in there that were hard to understand. It was so clear. And I, I really believe that there was so much attention paid to what words were used so that it was words that are already going through 
the ideal avatar's heads. Like the ideal customer, I, I believe that he knows what is going on in their heads because he was once that person too. But I think when we're entering into the conversation that's already going on upstairs in our ideal customer's heads and that language is clear in the pitch that's a key to the offer crushing just like his did yeah so good all right let's move on we've talked about why it was engaging why it was a full house why the offer crushed now let's oh and of course there was a paid offer after the free offer and I think there was so much goodwill done with the free offer that I think no one could help but get out their credit card for the super simple low ticket offer to buy the physical book and what a what a smart bonus in giving away a hat and I think <clears throat> have an opportunity inside of events to give event only bonuses with our offers to drive traffic to the back of the room, the proverbial back of the room, if it's in a virtual event, uh, and, and drive more sales by having that urgency and scarcity of an in-event bonus. And yeah, obviously you nailed it with this, the hat, giving away the hat. And I would encourage you to get creative on what your in-event bonus could be so that you can drive more sales at your event. So let's move on to preparation. This is perhaps one of my favorite pieces. So there is a YouTube video titled, We Broke a Guinness World Record, where Alex is followed as he gets ready for the book launch event. And there's a quote inside of there that I am madly in love with. And it's Alex. And he says, I've been prepping for the presentation for two weeks, all day, every day. I will not be the person who did not prepare. And I will do that work out of respect for everyone else's attention. I love that so much because that's achievable for all of us. All of us can be the person who prepares the most. Most of us will not be the person who's the most talented. All of us have the opportunity to step up and prepare the most. When we think about the presentation and the preparation, Alex really put in the reps in it and it showed. I mean, yes, he put in, he says in that uh, YouTube video I just quoted, he, he says he worked for two weeks nonstop on the the presentation, rehearsed it more than a, a couple dozen times. And I think that's why he's a really good presenter. But also, like he's been presenting for a long time now. He's put in the reps. And I think that we shouldn't discount what that earns us because putting in those reps gives us the confidence to go do the bigger things and not crack under the pressure of 500,000 registered guests. And that's, 
That's really amazing. And I'm just in awe and so encouraged by that piece of preparation and leading by example. He talks about how the goal for that presentation was to be remembered. And I, in my opinion, think he succeeded and knocked it out of the park. I think another quote that he put in there was, the good news is I've done this before a lot of times, a lot of times, and I know how much work I put into it. That feels good. And I want everyone who's leading a room of their community members to feel that good and self-assured and confident that what they're going to deliver is going to be the best that it can be. And I think all, I think that puts all the nerves aside when we know that we've done everything that we can. And then we just step up and all we have to do is deliver. And that builds confidence. And putting in the reps of getting on all of the stages that you can get on will allow you to feel so confident on your stage. And I want that for you. The, uh, while we're talking about stages, I want to mention that he, he says his fear is one fear of this whole book launch event was the tech not working. And that is a, it's a really common fear in this space, especially in the virtual space, because it does feel a little bit more amorphous, something you can't touch. It's like, how is this all working? How is the magician behind the curtain working? I, I picture the Wizard of Oz in the movie where at the very end where it, the curtain does get pulled back and the Wizard of Oz is shown. But the uh, while we're talking stages and tech, what they rented for this event is Ore Studios. So it's in Las Vegas, Nevada, and it's built by Eric Ware, and he is a network marketing coach and trainer. And so you can go to Ware Studios. I think it's just warestudios.com and you can check it out. It is something that is open for the public to like apply to rent. And it's a 360-degree theater and around, virtual event studio theater and around with the LED wall that allows for a variety of treatments to be placed on it, whether it's a graphic, like a static graphic, a motion graphic, slides, or the Zoom grid. And it's the, the, the technology that was helping to run that is the same technology that is used to run uh, it's Tony Robbins studio over in Florida that's very similarly set up where it's that round theater theater in the round concept but I I just wanted to mention that it's a studio that's available (laughs) to anybody so if you're thinking that that is something that would be of interest to you go check it out and let's see what else that I, I think that's that covers it like that's the 
I think that's the heart of what I wanted to get across to you in this episode. This is a super special episode. It's number 100. And I thought when I was brainstorming ideas for what I would present in this episode, uh, this bubbled up as one of the options. And I thought, oh, how fitting because it's 100 million leads. This is episode 100. Uh, it was a really amazing event. And why not use episode 100 to give a full review of my opinions of how it went and it was a smashing success <laughs> in my eyes I loved it would love to know what your feedback is all right thank you so much for hanging out with me today I hope that was valuable get an outstanding rest of the week take care thank you for listening to the green room central podcast if you loved this episode then please take a screenshot on your phone and post it to Instagram and be sure to tag at Sarah Faithler and let me know why you liked it and what you'd like to hear or who you'd like to hear from in the future. That'll help me know what to create for you. Also, if it's on your heart to host your first or next event this year and you need a jumpstart, let's connect for a strategy session. Just go to greenroomcentral.com. In a two-hour intensive private session, I can help you pivot, scale, or start your event vision from scratch. Together, we will build an actionable plan so that you feel confident and clear on your next steps. Go to greenroomcentral.com right now to sign up. I appreciate your commitment to leveling up and learning the mindset and strategy of live events. Keep going. Keep learning. If you want more, head over to greenroomcentral.com for show notes and all the links from today's episode.